بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم مرداد <coughs> I have recited verse number 207 and 208 of Surah Al-Baqarah, chapter 2 of the Holy Quran. And uh, as this has been our practice, that first I present to you the translation of these verses, translation of uh, each and every word of uh, these verses, and then present commentary of uh, Hazrat al-Musleh Maud from the book 5 volume commentary and uh, then if needed then I make further comments uh, after presenting Hazur summary and the commentary in the previous verses we studied that uh, Allah Ta'ala is talking about uh, two kind of people one is uh, that person or that group who seek only the things of uh, this world And second group is that who seek both the good things of this world and as well of the hereafter. So in verse number 207, Allah Ta'ala is talking about the first kind of people who are looking for the goods of only this world and they don't bother about the hereafter nor do they care and they won't do things which will please their Creator. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Wa iza and when qila It is said, Lahu, to such a person, Ittaqillaha, that he should fear Allah, Akhazatu, Akhazatul Izzatu, his pride incites him, Bil Isme, to further sin. Fahasbuhu, so it will be sufficient for him, Jahannamu, Jahannam, or hell. Walabis al Mehad, and surely it is an evil. place of rest and when it is said to him fear Allah pride incites him to further sin so hell shall be his sufficient reward and surely it is an evil place of rest Hazrat al-Muslim who writes in the commentary of this verse the description of the kind of man mentioned in verse 205 is continued in this verse also When such a person comes to power and enters upon a career of disorder and destruction, he becomes deaf to advice and good counsel. That is, someone wants to tell him that you are not going, uh, doing good, then he will not pay any heed to such a person. Nay, if anyone makes bold to offer him a word of advice, he flares up and, and becomes all the more stiffened. He flares up and becomes all the more stiffened in his tendency towards mischief-making. A false sense of dignity and prestige is his chief stumbling block, his vanity inciting him to further acts of sin. Still, his pride virtually encompasses him on all sides. 
Such a one paves his own way to hell, which is indeed a bad resting place. Zhu writes that uh, the word husb or sufficient and the clause that uh, hell shall be sufficient uh, reward for him points to the fact that as such a man is never contented in this life and is always hungering for more wealth and more power and more dominion, so nothing in this world would suffice him. He will find satisfaction and sufficiency only in the fire of hell. Similarly, the word mehad, that is a place of rest, points to the fact that the man who tramples on the rights of others in order to secure comfort for himself will find no rest in this life, his only rest will be in the hell. So this verse tells us that when such a person or people of that group who are only looking for the goods of uh, this world, when it is said to them that they should fear Allah, so instead of paying heed towards that, they commit even further sins. And if we look at the history of religion, even if we study the Holy Quran, we find out that there are many examples mentioned of uh, such people. For instance, Pharaoh, during the time of Hazrat uh, Musa al-Islam, the Prophet Moses, he would not listen to the Prophet of his time. Hazrat Musa would continuously tell him to accept the guidance and accept Allah as uh, the one being who should be worshipped and free the children of Israelites. He would not pay heed and instead he would mock at them. So much so that he told the, one of uh, his chiefs, Haman, that build him a high tower so that he can see the God of Moses, whether he is lying or he is speaking the truth. So he was still mocking at Hazrat Musa, salam, despite the fact that he had seen so many signs, but still his, his ego, his inner self, he would think that these people have been my slave for such a long time. Why should I accept them to be my brethren in faith? Why should I accept Moses to be the prophet of God? So despite seeing all those signs, he would still reject uh, the guidance coming from Allah the Almighty and he would mock at them. Similarly, if we look at the life of the promised Messiah Islam, during his time, when he claimed to be the Messiah and Imam al-Mahdi, people started asking him that according to the prophecy, whenever that Mahdi will appear, sun and moon will be eclipsed. But you have claimed to be the Mahdi of the time. We have not seen that sign yet. Where is that sign? So as Muslim al-Islam would tell them that uh, it is in the hands of Allah Ta'ala. Whenever he wishes, he would show you that sign. So after a few years of his claims, when finally that sign was shown, instead of uh, looking towards the guidance and accepting him to be the Messiah and Imam Mahdi of the later days, they rejected him completely. So much so that there was one man it is said about him that he went on the top of the roof and uh, seeing that sign of uh, solar and uh, lunar eclipse, he said, now people will be misguided, now people will be misguided. So that is the state of, uh, state of affair of these people. Instead of saying that now, by the grace of God, we have seen the sign of acceptance of uh, Mahdi and uh, we have seen the fulfillment of the prophecy of Hazrat Rasul Akram sallallahu Now we will accept him. He said, no, now people will be misguided. So this, this is how these Maulvis behave. And some of them have claimed that even if God comes from heavens 
and tell them that Mirza Ghulam Ahmed is the, the Imam of the time and Prophet of the age, we will still not accept that. So this is their pride, this is their arrogance, this is their ego which is stopping them from accepting the, the appointed one from Allah the Almighty. This is what Allah Ta'ala is saying in this verse that That when it is said to them that they should fear Allah, they should accept the guidance, then uh, their self-pride incites them to commit even more sins uh, and uh, eventually hell will be their permanent abode. Next verse, verse 208. And uh, from among the people, Mayashri is he who nafsahu, who sells, uh, Mayashri who sells nafsahu, his uh, own self, ibtigaa, to win marzatillahi, the pleasure of Allah. Wallahu, and surely Allah, raufum, is uh, compassionate. To his servants. And of men, there is he who would sell himself to seek the pleasure of Allah, and Allah is compassionate to his servants. Hazrat al Muslim Maud writes under the commentary of this verse Having completed the description of an extreme type of man belonging to the first mentioned class of people, those who seek only the things of this world. The Qur'an now describes a type of man belonging to the second mentioned class, those who seek the good things of this world as well as, as of the next. And of these it singles out here the noblest type whose aim is to seek the pleasure of God alone. To such men the good things of this world mean only such spiritual blessings as are vouchsafed to righteous men in this very world or such things are led to the attainment thereof. Their sole concern is to seek the pleasure of their Lord, as if they had given away their souls for that very purpose. They use the things of this world, not because these things please them, but because God's law has made them the support of a life which they find pleasure in devoting to the service of God. Thus, they approach the things of this world not directly but through God. To such servants of His, God is indeed most compassionate and His compassion for them has a good living of tenderness in it. So in the second verse, Allah Ta'ala is talking about the other type of group who seeks the good of this world as well as the hereafter. But their primary purpose is to win the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. So whatever they do, it is to please their Creator. Holy Prophet ﷺ has said that uh, if someone put a morsel of food in his wife's mouth, just keeping this instruction in mind that they should be nice and kind to their wives, even that person will be rewarded. So if we do anything and everything for the sake of God, just to please Him, rest assured that all of the things will be rewarded. For instance, if we take shower, you know, everybody would take shower, doesn't matter if he's a Muslim, he's a Christian, or he's a, he's a Hindu, he's an atheist, everybody will take shower. But when once you have this intention in mind that Allah Ta'ala loves that person 
who is pure and who is clean. And uh, in my faith, it is mentioned that cleanliness, cleanliness is half of the faith. So I should take shower. So then that taking of the shower will become a source of blessing for you. You will be rewarded. That will count as a good deed for you. If you go to sleep, that will also become a reward for you because Allah Ta'ala has said in the Holy Quran that He has made night to rest and when in the morning you will get up, you would go to work, that again will become a source of blessing for you because you have that instruction in mind that I am doing it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala because He has made me the kawam of my family so I'm going to earn lawful income for my family so I could feed them. So going to work will also uh, become a good deed for you. Not only you will earn money from, from the worldly aspect of it, but from the spiritual side of it, you will get blessings and, and reward from Allah the Almighty. So if you wear good clothes, you would uh, again get a reward from Allah the Almighty. So whatever you do, if you love someone, if it is for the sake of God, you will be rewarded again. If you dislike someone for the sake of God, again you will be rewarded. Al-Hubbalillahi wal Bawzulillahi. This is what Hazrat Masih Salam has said that whatever I do, this is purely for the sake of God and to win His pleasure. In one of his couplets, he says, "Mujko kya mulkon se mera mulk hai sabse joda? Mujko kya tajon se mera taj hai rizwaneyar?" That I have nothing to do with the kingdom of uh, this world. My kingdom is totally different. I have nothing to do with the crowns of uh, this world. My crown is the pleasure of uh, Allah the Almighty. So this is what Holy Prophet even do. Although he was the, the, the king of this world as well as the hereafter, but he would never act like a king, but he would sleep on a rough mat. Once Hazrat Umar came to the house of the Holy Prophet and saw Prophet of Allah sleeping on a rough mat. And he saw the mark of, uh, of, of that uh, that mat on the back of the Holy Prophet and he started crying. So Rasulullah woke up and he said, Oh Umar, why are you crying? He said, I saw you sleeping on the mat and I see the marks of uh, of the mat and I thought that Kasr and Kisra, the king of Persia and emperor of Rome, they are sleeping in peace and on comfortable beds and here is the Prophet of Allah Ta'ala for whom this universe was created and he is sleeping on, on a rough mat should we not prepare a comfortable mattress for you? He said, Omar, I'm just like a traveler in this world. I have nothing to do with the, the pleasure of this world. I'm here to please my Allah the Almighty and after some time I will depart from this world. So this is what Allah Ta'ala mentions in this verse that That there are some people who have sold themselves purely for the sake of God in order to win his pleasure. And this is what we should always keep in mind, that if we like someone, that should be for the sake of God. If we don't like someone, that should be for the sake of God. If we get angry at someone, that should be for the sake of God. I can recall another incident from the history of Islam when Muslims were fighting, and this incident is about Hazrat Ali, عنه, the fourth caliph. He was fighting with the, with the enemy, and uh, the other person was also very, very brave and uh, he was very well versed in fighting. So both of them were fighting and eventually Hazrat Ali overcame that person. 
And just when he was about to kill him, the other person spat at the face of uh, Hazrat Ali Razilatalano. So instead of killing him, Hazrat Ali just moved back. And that person was very much surprised that, you know, we had a good fight and uh, eventually he he conquered me, he overcame me, and now out of anger and as a last thing of showing my hatred towards him, I spat on his face and instead of killing me, he just moved away. He said, what is the matter? Hazrat Ali replied that I have no personal enmity against you. I hold no grudge against you. The only reason I was fighting with you was purely for the sake of God because you and your people were all out to kill Muslims and uh, to destroy Islam, and that is why I was fighting to defend my people, to defend my religion. I have no personal uh, grudge against you. So when you spat at my face, I became extremely angry. I wanted to kill you right there and then, but I moved uh, moved away so that my anger doesn't come between me and, and, and you. So when my anger will go away, I will again start fighting with you. So this is what is Al-Hubbulillahi wal-Bughzulillahi. These are the kind of people who do everything for the sake of God. And Yashri Nafsahubtaga Amarzatillah. So when we do this, then Wallahu Raufum Bilibad, then rest assured that Allah Ta'ala is very compassionate and merciful to such of His servants. May Allah enable us to keep these instructions in mind and always enable us to do things which will please our Creator. Amin. Wa akhiru damana. And alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.